Welcome to another edition of Focus on the Kingdom. This is Anthony Buzzard inviting you again to search the Scriptures with us as we continue our investigation of Jesus' favorite topic, the Gospel about the Kingdom of God. I wonder if you've ever stopped to ask yourself the simple question, where would I turn in the Bible to find the Gospel? Would I immediately turn to the Gospel of John, for example? Or would I turn to the epistles of Paul, perhaps Romans or Ephesians or Galatians? Or perhaps I should turn to the teachings of Jesus as recorded in Matthew, Mark and Luke. Now which would it be? Is the gospel essentially in the epistles of Paul? Or is it to be found in Matthew, Mark and Luke? May I suggest that you investigate this question carefully? There seems to be a great deal of uncertainty on this most basic of all questions, What is the Christian gospel? What am I supposed to believe in order to embark on the journey that's going to get me to immortality in the life of the coming age of the kingdom when Jesus comes to establish it on the earth at his second coming? Now, the question about the content and the nature of the Christian gospel is obviously one of vital importance to all of us. I wonder if you knew that the famous reformer Martin Luther answered this question about where to find the gospel in a very dogmatic way. He made a choice between the value of the different books of our New Testament. Here are Luther's words. Those apostles who treat most often of how faith alone justifies are the best evangelists. Therefore, St. Paul's epistles are more a gospel than Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Those were the words of Martin Luther. And then he added this, Now Matthew, Mark, and Luke do not set down much more than the works and miracles of Christ, but the grace which we receive through Christ no one so boldly extols as St. Paul, especially in his letter to the Romans. End of quotation. Now did you hear what Luther said there? he made a distinction between Matthew, Mark, and Luke and the epistles of Paul, especially Romans. Luther dogmatically stated that there is more gospel in the epistles of Paul, especially Romans, and not much gospel at all in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Now, Luther went on to further define his choice and selection of the books that he felt were the most valuable by saying this, He said that the epistles of Paul, the gospel of John, and 1 Peter are the kernel and marrow of all books. Then Martin Luther said this amazing thing about the epistle of James. This is a mere letter of straw, he said. There's nothing evangelical about the book of James. End of quotation from Martin Luther. Do you hear how Martin Luther quite arbitrarily chose to value more highly certain books of the Bible and to consider of very little value some of them. Now, is that a fair way to treat the Scriptures? If you happen to be a member of a Protestant church, it's almost certain that you have fallen to some extent under the influence of Luther in this matter of regarding more highly certain books of the Bible than others. Now, the question, of course, is, Is that a fair way to deal with God's inspired revelation? Can we arbitrarily and dogmatically decide that certain books have greater value as gospel 
than other books. Now let's try to put some clarity into this simple matter. It's a fact that Jesus is the preacher of the gospel. Now the records of the life of Jesus are laid out for us with absolute clarity in three overlapping versions. Those books, of course, are Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Now, the Gospel of John gives us also an account of the ministry of Jesus, but it does it from a slightly different angle. It's a very considerable mistake to think that Paul was the initiator of Christianity, the initiator of the Gospel. Paul, in fact, was a commentator on the teachings of Jesus Christ. Paul himself said in 1 Corinthians 15, the first few verses there, that he had received the Gospel by tradition, from others who had gone before him. Paul did not initiate or inaugurate the gospel. Jesus was the foundational preacher of the gospel of the kingdom. And we could go even further and say that John the Baptist, in fact, introduced the gospel just before Jesus' time. John the Baptist and Jesus preached the same gospel consisting of the announcement of the near approach of the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. That's where the gospel begins. It's absolutely unfair to bypass Matthew, Mark, and Luke, or to suggest with Luther that there's less gospel in those books. No, the foundation of the gospel is laid out for us in the teachings of Jesus himself. Paul and the other writers of epistles, of course, comment on the teachings of Jesus. They develop it. They expand it. But in no way do they detract from the foundation which had been laid for them by their master, by the master rabbi, Jesus himself, as he preached for some three and a half years in Galilee. Now, I have to tell you that some very amazing theories about what the gospel is are widely prevalent in church circles in America. Some say that the gospel of the kingdom, as Jesus preached it, is not now the gospel for Christians. Now, this theory is documented in the footnotes of a widely circulating reference Bible in America known as the Schofield Bible. If you look at Revelation chapter 14 and verse 6, you will be able to identify this theory. In the note on Revelation 14 and verse 6, you'll find that the editors of the Schofield Bible have placed before us their theory about the content of the Christian gospel. In that note on Revelation 14, verse 6, they say that the gospel of the kingdom was preached by Jesus up till the time of the cross, but that since that time, a different form of the gospel is being preached, namely the gospel of the grace of God. And then, according to this theory, the gospel of the kingdom is to be reintroduced after the pre-tribulation rapture of the church. Now, I don't want to comment on the rapture of the church at this point, but that's another important issue to study and to be certain that you've got the biblical point of view on when Christ is going to come to deliver the saints and resurrect the dead. But for the moment, let's concentrate on this theory that there are two forms of the gospel. That expression, by the way, two forms of the gospel, is also found in a widely circulated Bible dictionary, Unger's Bible Dictionary, under the article Gospel. It will be most instructive for Bible students to look up these sources, they will account for the extraordinary theory that is now so widespread in America that the gospel of salvation is, in fact, not the gospel as it came from the lips of Jesus. That gospel, says this theory, has been relegated to the preaching of Jesus to the Jews. It's not essentially a gospel for us Gentiles. Now, I trust that you're a good Berean and will want to search this matter out carefully for yourself. 
May I point you to certain crucially important biblical texts which throw light on this issue of the nature of the gospel. In Acts chapter 20, verses 24 and 25, we have verses which will lay to rest forever this question about whether there's any distinction between the gospel of the kingdom and the gospel of the grace of God. Remember now that the theory so prevalent in the States makes a distinction between two forms of the gospel, the gospel of the kingdom and the gospel of the grace of God. Now, are those things in any way different? If you have a Bible handy, and it doesn't matter what translation you're using, if you look in Acts 20, verse 24, you'll find that Paul there is summing up his whole ministry as he conducted it amongst the Ephesians. And he says there that he'd been going about preaching the gospel of the grace of God. And in the very next verse, and in the same breath, Paul defines that gospel of the grace of God. He calls it in Acts 20, verse 25, the heralding of the kingdom. And so you see, there's absolutely no difference at all between those two phrases. The gospel of the kingdom is nothing other than God's gracious gospel by which he invites us into immortality in the future kingdom of God on the earth when Jesus returns. May I summarize the point that I'm trying to make today? It's simply this. There is one gospel and one gospel only from the beginning of our New Testament until the end. Now, a false theory has arisen, and it's unfortunately most prevalent, that the gospel of the kingdom ceased to be the Christian gospel at the cross, after which a different form of the gospel, namely the gospel of the grace of God, was introduced. Now, that theory will not bear examination in the light of Scripture. Acts 20, verses 24 and 25, ought to have prevented us from trying to make any such false distinction between the gospel of the kingdom and the gospel of the grace of God. Now, you may be wondering, what has this to do then with Luther's theory that there's less gospel in Matthew, Mark, and Luke than there is in the epistles of Paul? Well, I think you'll see that there's not a great deal of difference between what the Schofield Bible does and what Luther did. Luther comes at the question from a slightly different angle. He maintains that the real gospel is in the book of Romans and Galatians and Ephesians. The Schofield Bible at Revelation 14 verse 6 tells us that the gospel of the kingdom found in Matthew, Mark, and Luke is no longer the Christian gospel. It was a gospel preached by Jesus to Jews only. Now, the effect of these two theories is exactly the same. What they do is to diminish the value of the preaching of Jesus in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And yet Jesus claimed there, in those gospel accounts, in those inspired records written for our learning, that the gospel of the kingdom is the saving gospel. And the striking thing is that in the book of Acts, Paul went on preaching exactly that very same gospel about the kingdom. Luke could not have made this clearer than he did. In Acts 19, verse 8, we'll find that Paul was there arguing and discussing and dialoguing about the kingdom of God. In Acts 28, verse 23, Paul spent from dawn till dusk explaining the gospel of the kingdom of God using the law and the prophets to do so. And the very last thing we learn about Paul, right towards the conclusion of his ministry, in Acts 28, verse 31, was that Paul labored to show Gentiles that the gospel of the kingdom of God was the saving message. Paul, in fact, took the very same message that had been refused by the Jews in the episode 
recorded in Acts 28, verse 23, and following, that very same message he then took to the Gentiles, and he rebuked the Jews by saying that the Gentiles will in fact listen even if you Jews do not. But the salvation he took to the Gentiles was none other than the very gospel of the kingdom of God which Jesus had preached and which Paul himself had always preached. And this fact Paul declared with the greatest clarity in Acts chapter 20, verse 25. Now, I've written a book on the kingdom of God and various articles defining the gospel of the kingdom. I would invite you to request these by using the telephone number to be given at the end of this program. Nothing could be more essential than defining in a simple and clear way the gospel of salvation. And it all goes back to the words and the preaching of Jesus. I think then that you'll be able to see that it's most dangerous to say with Luther that there is more gospel in Romans and very little gospel in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. What Luther did there was to create his own canon of Scripture within the canon. In other words, he selected certain books which appealed to him and met his particular needs and made them the dogmatic criterion for judging the rest of the Scripture. Now, that technique of Luther needs to be exposed for what it is. It's an unfair way of handling the Scriptures, and it affects the faith at its most sensitive point, namely the definition of the Gospel. It's false to say that there's more Gospel in the book of Romans than there is in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Our time is running out for today. We invite you to join us again as we continue our investigation of Jesus' favorite topic, the Gospel about the Kingdom of God.